Hey, it's Margot Tantow here. Welcome to Windowsill Chats, a podcast for creatives and the creatively curious. I am so glad you're here. I've spent decades working with artists and being one myself. I've spent time in the trenches, figuring out the best way to get something made, how to put oneself out there, how to get your work noticed, and pull yourself up and face the next challenge. Windowsill Chats brings you creativity from a global perspective, as I talk in depth to friends I've met along the way. I'm here to bring their stories to you, as well as a few of my own, and see if there's anything you can pull out for yourself. Maybe a laugh, something you can relate to, and definitely a little bit more community for your quiet corner. So grab a cup of tea or coffee or a glass of wine and join me over in my sunny windowsill. Yes, I need your trouble. Windowsill Chats guests. I am so, so glad you're joining me here today. If it is your first time hanging out with me at the Windowsill, I'm so glad you're here. And if you are back for more, well, that just makes my day. And if it is your first time, you need to go back and listen to episode 128. This is episode 129, because this is the second half of my amazing conversation with Ms. Sarah Walsh. And I Made it into two episodes, well, because it was about three hours long. We, when we originally recorded, just we're having the best time. It's the most real conversation. Every once in a while, someone comes along that you just click with and you just riff with. And this is that conversation, part two. We cover so many things. And... One of the reasons, which we mentioned in episode number one, that I wanted to talk to Sarah is I've known her for a long time. I don't know her very well, but I was kind of, you know, smitten from the start. Just who is this energetic, clever, creative, independent self-thinker? And so I bring you that. A few of the other reasons I wanted to talk to Sarah is that she uses words like Krusty Krustersons and shoehorn and... She is inspired by Leonora Carrington, and she says things like, don't be a modifier. Are you modifying your choices? So a lot to think about. A little bit more about Sarah, in case you are being stubborn and not going back to the first one. Sarah is an illustrator, a painter, and designer. She designs and makes things like home goods, children's books, socially conscious base projects. She's very into nature and mystical subject matter, and these are some of the mainstays of Sarah's work. Select clients include PBS, which is the public broadcasting system here in the States, the British Museum, the Washington Post, Penguin Random House Books, Nosy Crow, Blue Q, many of you probably have her work in your house, Chronicle, and Crate and Barrel. Sarah is also the co-proprietor of the illustrative product-based brand, Tiger Cheap Friends. 
She collects books, new and old, plants, and folk art. She also loves cooking, thrifting, listening to records, haunting coffee shops with her sketchbook, and spending time with her favorite humans. Sarah lives in Kansas City with her husband, son, and dog. And Sarah is a delight. I mean, I'm going to kind of let it speak for itself, but do yourself a favor. Listen to both episodes and be inspired. Sarah is inspiring me to dig in even more to this journey I find myself on. I mean, we're all on it, right? This journey of moving forward and and doing it in a way that feels right. And um, I'm calling this the year of really digging into that and unfolding and not just letting it happen to me, but guiding and making some important choices. So we talk about all that. I am so glad you're here. And I'm glad Sarah's here too. Here we go. Just back to appreciating how we are talking to each other. I really do feel like this is the year for me of why hold back how you feel? Like why hold back what you're worried about or curious about or just to make, I, I decided Tell me what you think about well, this. How long have you been doing this, Maru? What, the podcast or yeah. life? <laughs> um, no, podcast? Like podcast. <clears throat> since September 8th, 2020. So I have 130 okay. episodes-ish. So you have your like experience, like you have some experience under your belt. I think when you first start something new, it's hard to know. I feel like it takes a while to get your voice, whatever that is. It's like you're... You're like kind of going off what exists. You're kind of knowing you want to check off certain boxes. But then I feel like by after doing something, as long as you've been doing it, it's like now you can get really comfy. It's interesting, though. Do we ever get, I don't know, like, do we ever get comfortable with anything? I Uh, (laughs) I mean, I don't know about you, but I always get like when we did the stuff like if I do a workshop, if I do something like this, or if I'm, even if I'm like going to a friend's party, I mean, I, I think a lot of people have like a little low level anxiety, like with everything. And it's like, or it's like excitement. It's like a mix of excitement and anxiety, but it it gets easier to do stuff like this. Um, I don't have anxiety around it, but I do question like, I don't listen, like I was mentioning, because I just like, I get well, that. But like, I, I don't do very many just shows just myself talking. But yeah. when I I have a survey out there that y'all can go, it's in my link in my bio, but people said they, they like those. I was like, really? Oh, I yeah. don't just sound like I'm rambling, you know, things well, like that. Are you going to do, because I noticed there's like a podcast section on there. And is that somewhere where like... I mean, I've noticed and I follow a few people now. I'm patrons of a few artists and they just kind of do like an out loud journal, like catch up thing. And I feel like that's what that's what that is, what you're doing alone. And I'm I'm thinking I thought about doing a podcast off and on for years. And I'm just like, I don't the world doesn't need another podcast. But I love that Patreon has that option because I think it's a perfect way to try it out. And it's just funny that you said the whole like monologue thing versus interview, because I after after we did our thing last week, I was like, okay, you know, this was so fun. And I would love to I had seen the podcast option. And I was like, but then, like, you know, those freaking voices come in and just like, well, who wants to listen, blah, blah, blah. 
But, you know, I was like, well, you know what? They don't have to. But right. sometimes I actually have to talk things out loud to work them out. Oh, my gosh. I would so listen to that. I don't want to torture someone. I mean, okay, now I'm saying I want to torture everyone. But, like, I think for people that what we do for a living, it's so I am like, oh, my God, thank you, thank you, thank you. When someone is, like, working something out, because mm-hmm. it usually, I always get something out of it. Oh, yeah. I always get if if that's one reason to share and i think that's that's sort of a selfless slash self-serving way to go about it if people are nervous about sharing their work sharing their opinion sharing something they've learned cuz you just never know who it's going to hit and what people are needing and i just can't i've i've been helped so many times by so many people sharing things that you know, maybe they weren't sure they should share in the first place, but I'm so freaking glad they did. So I think that's what I keep going back to with like doing stuff like this, posting work like that. It's like that constant struggle with imposter syndrome. But I think with Instagram, like, I'm not going to lie. I I know we all want to choke it and strangle it and step on it. Sometimes it drives us nuts, but I feel like that platform alone has been hugely responsible for my growth as an artist mm-hmm. because yeah. it was like this online art diary that I felt like I got really positive responses. Everyone's been, I've had like five negative interactions, you know, total. I can yeah. count them on my hand and I've yeah. been doing it since beta version. Yeah. But it's like, it it helps you constantly battle like the imposter syndrome or like, the crusty cruster sins that form when you don't like do it enough. So I just, I, I think what you do is great. And I think, I think you can like what you're talking about. There's like nuances and you can use different platforms depending on what you're doing. And well, and and you have to remember too, that your people will find you, right? The people you want, the people who want to listen to you, are going to want to know that that's an option. So I feel like Patreon, again, that's a choice. So if you say, here's what I'm doing on Patreon and you, and there'll people that'll be like, oh my gosh, I get to hear that part of Sarah or, you know, those things that she talks about. And then there'll be people that will be like, well, I'm happy just buying a tea towel, you know? So yeah, um, people don't want that. But but then you'll know those people there want that. And how cool is that? I, well, I know. I mean, I honestly, I just am like constantly beyond humbled. It just, I don't know. It's just like people when they like what you're doing and they tell you, like they take the time out of their day. The audio thing too, I wanted to say I was during my extensive Patreon work uh, research. Um, somebody was saying they like the podcasts because they like something they can just listen, listen to. to. Yeah. While they're working for Patreon. I mean, you obviously know that because you're on a podcast, but thinking of it in terms of Patreon is a little different. Interesting. But yeah, it's the same, but it's like, it's another way to be a patron. uh, I was also thinking about combining it with a challenge, just like a monthly Mm -hmm. challenge. Um, But anyway, watch this space and I please, please do it because I. Oh, I'm doing it to sign up. (laughs) I already thought of a a name for it for my thing. And I'm having fun, like breaking down the tiers and what the little are and what the names are. And I'm excited. Yeah. Well, let us know because we'll, we'll, you know, share it. We'll share it. So tell me about your hat. 
Oh yeah. Um, meow wolf. Um, I Sarah's swear. wearing a black stocking, you know, cap pulled down over her cuteness and it says meow wolf on the front. I, uh, whenever I wear this, it's like such a conversation. Like people, it's like, it's all your, all your weirdos. Like you, it's like a, it's an antenna. <laughs> like, <laughs> Tell me more. You were there. Yeah. They're like, Oh yeah, I've been there. And then we talk about which one it's always just like an icebreaker and like, a, Oh, I see you. Like we're sort of, we like the same things, but yeah, I went for the first time, like three or four years ago. Now the one in Santa Fe and I had been to Santa Fe like a couple times before that and loved it. Loved Love the it so international folk art museum. Yes. Anyone listening loves folk art um and like alexander gerard his collection um, is otherworldly i it's i want to i would i would literally seriously live there if they if there was like a tiny closet broom mm-hmm. i would find <laughs> a bed can you imagine every day being able to walk through there the things you would learn yeah. just the oh my gosh you could literally digress, spend but... an hour in like a corner like mm. just I don't know. But anyway, it's one of my favorite places. And then when Meow Wolf came upon the scene, I was like, we got to go back. Colin, my husband had never been to the folk art museum. And I really want to take him because he loves folk art too. And, um, but, um, yeah, I, I have never been to, to Santa Fe or New Mexico, but when I worked at Hallmark, a really good friend of mine, Stephanie Allen, who I don't get to see very much, but we were in the band together and one Thanksgiving, um, because everybody at Hallmark was a transplant, I couldn't yeah. afford to fly my daughter and I home for Thanksgiving and Christmas. Yeah. Her mom was sweet enough to be like, hey, why don't you take your Hallmark buddies, get in your buddy Donna's van, Donna Van Hooser, and we drove oh. to New Mexico. And oh, spent- my gosh. How fun. <laughs> so, and Flora Chang. I don't, you know her. Yeah. Oh, of course. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, um, oh my yeah, gosh. So that fun. was so that was an amazing trip and it was like opened my eyes yeah. to that part of the country and then i ever since i'm like i don't know i have like fantasies of retiring there wearing like a muumu with like cactuses everywhere i i can see that for you <laughs> i i'll be there along with i love it so much and it's it just sort of i don't know there's something that was a draw for so many creatives for for decades and decades you know there's there's a really great book I was there in May um and we discovered a book that was all Mm -hmm. about kind of the women who founded it and oh my gosh we're reading it out loud and it is just I'll find that title and pop it in the story notes but yeah I was gonna say because the thing that I Oh, go ahead. Sorry. Yeah, it's it's just strong, strong women doing what they want to creatively in life. And hello, I like that. I like that. Yeah. I, I think what was interesting about Meow Wolf is like the art in Santa Fe, like some of the art, um, you know, aside from the some of the beautiful like indigenous art, but like it's kind of not my jam and feels like a bit antiquated. And I, I love this Meow Wolf because it's like yes. counterculture. It's bringing- it's bringing more of that into it, which I think yeah, is like, it absolutely exists there, but, but you don't see it first off. No. And it, you know, it was bubbling and brewing for a long time. And then that took them like 10 years to make this crazy house inside a bowling. Alley. I don't know. And if, if you haven't heard of it and you like weird, creative, uh, immersive, immersive art experiences, check it out. But, um, it's that and the international folk art museum have like influenced me so much. Um, 
Yeah, I have some favorite places there for sure. I love that. Awesome. So we, we, um, for those of you who are wondering, we stopped recording, uh, last time when we were talking just about talk about domestica class, because I had another meeting to go to. And I was like, I could talk to Sarah for hours now, but we picked back up to, to wrap up a few things for y'all. So tell me a little bit, do you say domestica or domestica? Mm -hmm. Domestic. I like how you're saying it. I think it's, sure it's <laughs> I like, I'm, not, I like I'm a French it. speaker, <laughs> not a Spanish speaker. So I think I it's domestica, but I don't know. Everybody's <laughs> laughing like at it. me right now. They, I have been wanting to like dip my toe into the, like the online class thing for a while, but I was always too busy to like propose something to someone. And then I did have like some talks with Skillshare, but it was like years ago. I think I just threw too many things at them. And then they came to me, not really with enough of a specific thought about me or my work. And so it just kind of fizzled, which left me feeling a little weird. But then after a while, I just kind of forgot about it. And then someone contacted me from Domestica, Domestica. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. um, (laughs) But that's a perfect uh, place for you to, I mean, it's, well, the it's conversation was just like right away. Yeah. I was like, oh, okay. They get me. They have a specific thing. But they they came to me initially to do like portraits of famous women and things like that. And that was, and not that I, and I think it's from the book Herstory that I did with Nosy Crow. Mm-hmm. And um, and I, so I get it, but I, I just don't, I feel like that was one of those things where like, I did the book and it's a wonderful book and it's printed in over like 18 languages at this point. I'm like beyond proud to be a part of it. That said, I don't feel like that necessarily defines the work that I want to continue to put out in the world. And that's where you came from, really. Yeah, it goes back to our conversation about steering the ship a little bit and like understanding like the power of, of if you do something and careful how well you do it in a way I guess I don't even I mean I didn't even have that much experience with portraits but I think it was the timing there was a lot Mm -hmm. of books that came out Mm -hmm. and I think it's kind of very simple in its approach so it's like broad yeah um, and not niche but anyway I, I, I said look I really appreciate you coming to me and I love that you, that book resonated with you that said, I, I don't really, I'm not interested in doing a class with you if it's going to be something like that. It's not, it's not where my heart is. And yeah. I was, and I was all and in my head. It's like, we get, I get anyway, like dramatic about it. I'm just like, oh my God, you know? And I was like, just chill out, bitch. Just communicate what you need. If they say yes, no, always. You just don't do it. Yeah. It's not the end of the world, but it was like, I'm just, I'm not a very big confrontational person, but then, you know, it's like, I have one speed. I'm like, it's either really chill and like passive and then, or it's just like, I'll like rip your head off. So <laughs> I'm trying to find that middle. So it's like very professional. I mean, obviously in my professional dealings, I'm, you know, yes. but he was very cool. And he was like, well, what are you interested in? What have you been doing lately? And I told him about the goddess book and how it's kind of a version mm-hmm. of that, but it's more magical and it has to do with mythology. And I'm just more yeah. into just magic and fantasy and uh, not so much like real history. That's just not my jam. And right. um, I like learning about it, but 
And it was great. We developed a class like over time between conversations and sharing um, some of my work and some some different ideas and and produced a class that I was really excited about. And then I got COVID Mm. before I was supposed to go. And then I was like very tired, (laughs) but then felt okay. I tested negative and I, they, I went on my flight to New York city and it was like a week long process. I'm just telling people I have COVID because I look really pale in those videos. That's why. <laughs> okay. I look translucent because before I start so lesson old. one, I just want you to know. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not dying. Um, but yeah, it was such a cool experience, but holy crap, what a learning curve. I just yeah. I felt like I was really grateful for the, all the help. And I really I loved everybody there. Like they were so nice and supportive. And I still keep in touch with a handful of them. So um how do you feel about teaching in general? Because you hadn't done that much. I just that. think it's it's a it is truly a gift to be able to do something well and then be able to step back and be mm-hmm. able to explain it to other people and I really have a crazy amount of respect for teachers like always Mm -hmm. any kind of teacher but when I'm just it's like it's like trying to it's just I'm so attached to it it's like I can't separate myself it's like very difficult so that took some practice and just watching people that are really good at it um and I think like anything like if I, the more I do those classes, the better I'll get. I think part of it w- that I struggled with is almost like I think I would prefer a live class in a way mm-hmm. because the scripted and the placing of things, everything yeah. had to be because they're gorgeous the way they shoot yeah. everything. It's just gorgeous. And then everything, there's like a timing. I mean, there's, I mean, the outline for the class, tons of material. I mean, it took a lot of work to write the I've whole often class. wondered because they're so. It's there's cameras everywhere and yeah, it's, oh, I mean, the I, they're beautiful the to sections. watch. Yeah. I mean, it's honestly, it's kind of a form of visual ASMR to me. Like mm. there, there's a certain pacing and the way that everything is laid out. It's very pleasing to me, but yeah. I, I think it me was too. just, I really wanted, I feel like they really got my work. And I had this moment when I was shooting there and I had all my favorite books and all my influences, all my art supplies and my sketchbooks. And I had this team helping me like bring this class to life. And I, I got like, oh, and I, I I, like got lumpy when I was talking about my influences. Mm. Oh my God. It got emotional, honestly, Aww. like, because it, it, it's kind of like, oh, wow, I think I'm doing something right. Like, you know, this this group of people that it's a global, huge organization, like reached out to me and wants me to share my ideas and my work and teach people how to do their own version of that. And it meant a lot. And um, so, yeah, it was kind of like a, a little, that I'm going to be really gross and pretentious and use the word gestalt, <laughs> but, <laughs> but it was, it was like, this, I, like I own it. Like it, it was this little nugget and I felt really good. And I feel like they really just got my work. They really understood. There's nothing the better than that. No, it, there really isn't. So what's I your class called? 
it's honestly i don't know the name i'll look it up it'll be in the show notes. <laughs> so look um it's it's character based you know what we threw around a diff a couple different names um that's okay i'll look it up it'll be paint in the show vibrant notes. characters with gouache paint oh yes okay so it's about developing your own um kind of whimsical weird character based on personal aspects of yourself your influences there's a lot of symbolism involved um kind of throw in like my 80s influence and folk art influence and things like that but wow. then I kind of encourage people to build their own map toward that character using their own you know influences and things like that aren't so. you glad you didn't that I, I want to make a tiny little point here because of there's somebody else that I'm working with right now who who was working on a book and and just didn't feel like she was given the the best proposal. And I love that when they first reach out to you, instead of thinking, oh my gosh, it's Domestica, I I I'll have to do this. I admire them so much. Okay, I'll shoehorn that. I'll just do what they said. You said yeah, shoehorn. That's such a good yeah. What if here's what I'm really interested in right now. And it said it sounds from how you just read the description or the or just describe the class that it it really combines a lot of things that you're interested in things that you're influenced yes. by and yes. and then it's much easier to move forward with that to teach oh, it to create it to draw it to whatever you know it, it i mean possible thank god because honestly like i said there was a lot of other things that were difficult because i had never done it before there's just a huge learning curve in like memorizing things and then trying to be natural i like i said i think I think I'll get better each time I do it. And, um, you know, but with a live setting, I think I just, I think I shine in that way of yeah. just kind of letting it all hang out and I can be myself more because I'm not worried about like saying the wrong thing or sounding super articulate or whatever. But um, I love the well, realness I, of that. I, <laughs> I think I had shoehorned so many things leading up to that. Yeah. So I'm going to, I love that term so much. I was like, no more shoehorning. Like, I can't, I can't do this. I cannot put myself in this situation again, where I'm just kind of, cause I think I am a modifier to a degree and mm -hmm. I have a range mm -hmm. and I was like, no more modifying. Like I need to like, excellent. Just be, be more refined in my shape and be okay with this is it and not <sighs> try to jam so much. you know in there um i mean modifier. i'm not saying i don't want to be flexible or anything like that but i think over time you just it, you do start to slowly lose joy when you're changing shapes too many times or shifting or oh, God. i don't know just not there's some meaty quotes in there for sure <laughs> A little beefy, a little beefy, but it's true. Away. I mean, when you, I mean, so many of us, when we're given a job to do, or we think we have a goal of, I don't know, illustrating or, or showing up in the world any certain way. Right. It's like, yeah. well, how are people being chosen or the people that are being chosen right now to do that? How are they showing up? Should I yeah, put a purple dress on? Should I draw butterflies? No. no. What it's do you so want to draw? Pressure. I know. And I hate that. I mean, we all do it. And I. For sure we do. It's human condition. The character that I ended up doing for Domestica was such a result of the, the initial really honest conversation I had because 
Uh, I don't want to cry, but my mom, she used to make some of my Halloween costumes and mm. she made me this leopard costume, but I, I was like a chubby kid. Like I got chubby, like really chubby. So the costume part did not fit me, but the hoodie part fit me. <laughs> and I would just like ride up and down the street on my bike with oh this like leopard gosh. hoodie. I hope you have pictures and of I, that. I felt, I do. I felt very powerful and like yeah. not shy when I'd wear it. And so I wow. had this conversation with Anthony, that one of the producers, and I was like, that's got to go in. This character has to have, like, usually I like long flowy hair or wait, crazy yeah. hair, but I was like, she's got to have a hoodie. She's got to have oh. this leopard hoodie on. And I think it was like my chubby little kid self going like, like, ah, I'm not, this is me, you know, like, ah. and uh, I, it felt very, I was really proud of that because like you said, and like, I've felt before just like, it's like our ambition, our, our need to like, keep moving the needle forward. We feel like we have to squish into spaces and sometimes we do. I mean, yeah, it's kind yeah. of far for the course sometimes, but I am finally getting to this point where I don't know how much more I can squish. I mean, I know I'm going to have to squish a little here and there, but I really want to avoid the squish yeah. as much as possible. Like I want to pretend that I'm like allergic to it and see if I can't get away with stuff. Like I, I, my goal now, I'm like, what is my new year's resolution? What are my intentions? How much shit can I get away with this year? Like, I'm like, what can I, I'm so, I'm tired of squishing. I'm tired of like, I just want to like be free. And I, I have some jobs that I know, like, I want to try to like uphold a standard and, and just be strong about it. And, you know, just, I don't know, keep pushing and not lose myself. Hello friend, Margo here. So last month I shared some super exciting updates about Tanto Studio and where we're headed in 2023. Here's the Cliff Notes version. I am so excited to share the first ever Windowsill Chats Patreon membership designed with you in mind. I strive to support artists and creatives to grow and develop your own creative path. I love finding ways to get you further than you knew you could get yourself. It's really my passion. There were moments in my life where other people came alongside me and gave me the nudge I needed to move forward in my own art. And I hope this podcast and the other offerings from Tantau Studio do that very same thing for you. The Windowsill Chats podcast is all about providing a welcoming place for artists, designers, and makers to come together, laugh, learn, build friendships, and create together. Starting March 1st, the Windowsill Chats Patreon membership takes this vision to a whole new level. Sign up for my email list for access to special launch day discounts leading up to the new Windowsill Chats Patreon membership coming March 2023. So pause this episode right now. Go to tantostudio.com to join the email list. Don't worry. I'll wait right here. That's tantostudio.com to sign up for the email list. Okay, great. Now that you're on the list, you'll be the very first to get details about the Patreon membership when they come available. In the meantime, let's dive into another episode of the Windowsill Chats podcast. I'm so glad you're here. I always feel if somebody, if I'm in a conversation or somebody says, what about this? And I get some of their ideas back. Oh, my, I so appreciate that. I would yeah. so rather hear what you are thinking and how we can, whatever the situation is and how we can approach that with 
more than just one point of view yeah. because it yeah. it be, that's where you get realness that's where you get uniqueness that's where newness comes mm-hmm. from I love that for sure I'm could talk about this for an hour but shifting to speaking of doing things live you are oh. teaching a windowsill workshop yeah. I'm really excited. I'm really excited too because we get together on a Saturday for two and a half hours and we are live for who, those who join us live and it's recorded. But we have the best darn time. I just taught one this last week with um Jill Schwartz and we all had a blast. We it turned into a big conversation. <laughs> I love that. I, I love it too. So I can't wait. Thank you for saying yes to that. I should just say thank you. Oh my God. I'm like I, I am a little nervous though. <laughs> well, we'll work on that. <laughs> it's because I care. <laughs> That's good. Care. Um, but yeah, yeah. No, it's gonna be awesome. And I think I think the can we talk about what it is? Yeah, let's. Okay. Um, so a few years ago, uh around the holidays, I again, folk art, big influence. I love like wooden cut out things like painted animals and things like that and I was like oh my god I think I want to do like big jumbo ornaments and I cut them out of like chipboard but they weren't like typical Christmas ornaments it was like a horse and a bird and like weird it wasn't like super Christmassy it was like almost like you could hang it up all year yeah love that but I had a blast and um they were just like big and chunky and simple and kind of not super wonky, but like a touch wonky. And, um, I posted them on Instagram and, um, people really dug them, which is so cool when you love something Yes. and then other people love it. And it's just like this back and forth love fest. Um, and I was like, ah, oh, maybe there's something to these. And I wanted to revisit that and like, didn't get a chance to until this year, but I was proud of myself because I will, I'll do that. I'll like do something and I really love it and it gets a response and then I get busy and just like, see you. And like, yeah. I'll, I'm like, oh yeah, that thing. And it just fades away. And I was really proud of myself for like, Hey, that thing was cool. You're going to do it mm-hmm. and you're going to find the time. And yeah. So what? It was two years later. Right. So that doesn't matter. I still did it. And I got some support, you know, I, reposted the ice cream one and I was like man I really want to make these like a thing and I got so many nice comments and then a, a buddy of mine who works at Hallmark do you know Ram- Ramon Oliveira the name he's a really talented dude but he kind of reminded me I had it on my radar that there's a place here a library and they have this super dope maker studio and you can oh. use the facilities for three, if you're listening Ooh. and you're in Kansas City, people, this place is amazing. They have two laser cutters, lightning fast. Wow. An acrylic cutter. They have a 3D, um, whatever the hell, <laughs> printer, yeah. and a CNC router and wow. sewing machines. And there's people there. They will hold your hand. Like I was kind of intimidated, and that's why I was like tiptoeing around it. Yeah. Ramon, who's always been like a, he was like a big brother to me and we were on the same team and he's like, you need to go to the makerspace. And I'm like, okay. Yeah. And you can make an appointment. And so I was able to take this thing that I did with chipboard 
I was like, I want to make like a limited edition thing every year for these tournaments, like a fun tradition. How did I miss this? Yes. And so I did like five of each limited, like, that's it. I'm not doing these again. Nice. And I cut them out of wood and they, I got so much help um, from the the place. You, You make an appointment and all this, you know, there's a protocol, but it's free. And I wow. was able to like, as an artist, like try a new thing that I would have never been able to do. Like, I'm not going to buy, I mean, a laser machine just to see if I like, you know, I don't have, right. you know, I'm tempted. But yeah. Not. It's like, what? and also I don't want to learn. I don't want to take care of another right. machine baby. How nice to be able to step into something, get plus again, you're making connections. You're yes. you, people who know what they're doing can share some yes. of that with you and vice versa. Yes. So yeah, for just the... like expanding my community and I, I'm oh, like, good. this is so dope. So that Sometimes was, Sometimes it feels thrill. so daunting to walk through the door of a space like that for the, so, why, why do we it, stop ourselves from that? No, you know? it, I did. I was, well, and I was also just to, to my defense, just like too busy. And this year, like I business slowed down. I'm the slowest I've been in nine years. And I, I honestly, it's been a freaking godsend. Like yeah. I, been grinding for like nine years since my son was born and this is the slowest I've been. So it's given me a chance to work on some tiger sheep stuff and work on the makerspace stuff and try some different things. And I really, I know it's easy. It's, it's so hard not to freak out when there's like a lull with freelance, you know, when, when you're, you're not having a solid paycheck every month or every two weeks, whatever. It's like, there's no bottom. You know what right, I mean? It's like, right. we're the bottom. Right. And so it's nerve wracking, but I just, I couldn't, I was like, you know what? Just hunker down. Don't stress about it. Don't think about it. Cause also the universe does not like that either. I swear. Oh, no. It's like, it smells the desperation. And then <laughs> it's like, Hey, let me turn, let me turn the volume up on those crickets. Cause nothing's going to come your way. It's just like, just, chill out and focus on something. Universe smells desperation. Well, it really does. It I does. Swear. It so does. It's just laughs at you when you do that. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. So I think so anyway, but I got to do that stuff. And um, the workshop is basically your windowsill chats workshop is going to go back to the beginning of that project and just a one-off um, ornament or I'm I'm calling them jumbo wall charms. I love it. Be for all year round. Yes. Um, but uh, yeah, a fun kind of folk arty charm you can keep uh, made out of chipboard and paint and real really easy accessible materials. They're not costly. Um, I'm so excited about yeah. this because I feel like you your art presents so well in that way. And I, I feel like having you teach it, I, I've, I think it'll just get me, I get so kind of nutted up about it, it has to look this way. Or I want it to look this way. Yeah. And that's what I love about these workshops is you just, you have two and a half hours to dig in, try a thing, play, yeah. you know, finish it. And then you're like, oh my gosh, look what I did. And I, and I'll keep that skill and I'll use that one. And I'm glad uh-huh. to have experienced that. And I got to hang out with Sarah and a bunch of other cool people. And there you go. <laughs> I'm excited. I mean, if I get to hang out with you again, then I'm cool. (laughs) I, we could do, I could do this a lot. Yes. Who's inspiring you? Who is inspiring me? Oh, okay. Um, let's see. Well, oh, this question just kills me. 
I know because it's I, different every day. Do you want me to? Are they, are they dead or alive? Uh, maybe whatever. They, yeah. Do you want to know what you wrote on your in your form? Yeah, please. <laughs> was it, was Leonora Carrington on there? No, that's add Leonora Carrington. Oh, okay. Who? Tell me about Leonora Carrington. Well, so I mean, I know I who was, that is. But. She's a. She was a yes. surrealist artist in um, Mexico City in like thirties. You did say women surrealist painters coming out of Mexico City in the thirties. Yes. I mean, obviously, Frida Kahlo has always been a huge influence, and I know she's like everywhere and on mugs and everything. But if you really look at her work, like some of her paintings that aren't, <laughs> that wouldn't sell on a mug. I mean, it's so groundbreaking. <laughs> I like those. Do you know yes. what I mean? Like a big vagina with like a ghost coming out of it. I mean, yeah. she was like really painting. Give me groundbreaking. Feelings and her femininity, like just what it felt like to be a woman, which was so daring to me at oh the time gosh. to paint that. It's so like, daring. It wasn't being painted. I mean, and men just ruled the. It, yeah. It's it was still, just, you know, but yeah. to, to do it then and. And in a world where it was very male dominated and, yeah. and to just to say, not do it once, but do it over and oh, over I mean, and over it was loudly. Her, yeah. It's amazing. Like her allegories, everything. I just love it so much. And so, yeah, like Leonora Carrington um, and um, <laughs> I have a weird quick story. Uh, my grandfather loves history and loves doing family tree stuff and he found out we're related to all kinds of people. And, oh, cool. Um, like, I'm not, like, crazy. Um, but, like, Aaron Burr is one of them. I'm like, what? I'm, um, I'm distantly related to Alexander Hamilton. Whoa. Okay, that's, see, this is crazy. So, he sent me this book a long time Absolutely. ago. And it was this hippie guy, older gentleman on the cover. And it had... Um, it was, he was like in a rainforest and his name is Edward James. And I was okay. like, oh, that's a kooky old guy. He's interesting. And I never got, I never got rid of the book. I kept it and I flipped through it, but I was like, eh. that was like 15 years ago. It's on yeah. my bookshelf. I'm doing research. I stumbled upon this Leonora Carrington. Yeah. She was the rebel debutante from England could not be conformed. Didn't want to get married. Didn't want to do what she was supposed to do. Because uh, she was just really creative and weird and wanted to do what she wanted to do. Love that. And they threw her in a mental institution. Her nanny rescued her. Um, she escaped. I think she got married. I don't know. I'm going to botch this for any like Leonora Carrington super nerd. Like, please, I'm sorry. I am not a walking <laughs> like book. But I don't I don't have a terrible memory. So if I'm getting something wrong, I'm sorry. But she got married. And then I think she ended up in New Mexico or Mexico city. I'm sorry. Yeah. And, um, but there was this poet back to Edward James. He was a surrealist patron and poet, and he was disgustingly rich. I don't know how, I mean, I don't know how my family's related. There's some old money on my dad's side, but there's some connection because my grandfather sent me this guy's book and wrote something about our family tree inside the thing. So I have like surrealist poet blood. That, that makes sense. Wow. I know. I, 
honestly, I was like, this explains a lot. But he's responsible. And I'm sure he was probably, he was probably like a whimsical, quirky dude who could probably be a jerk at times, but he did yeah. actually seem very gentle and very childlike. But he had this amazing structure built in in Mexico City. It's that garden. It's Oh, yeah. It's with an X, and I don't want to mispronounce it, but it's people go there and do selfies. I mean, it's like amazing. And I will, yeah. maybe we can find out and put it in the show notes. Yeah, we will. I'll put it in. I'm taking notes. It'll be in the show yeah. notes. But I was doing research on all these artists when I was doing my gallery show because I like went deep. I was like doing all kinds of symbolism and stuff about my mom and different things. And I was just getting deep into it. And so I, you know, obviously Frida was influencing me and Leonora Carrington. And then this guy, Edward James, I'm like, what? Uh, but they were friends. And interesting. But I had and he had come into my world like 15 years ago, but I, I didn't like huh, follow but, that thread. There's a reason. But it was so weird. But anyway, um, so, yeah, but. Also, Leonora Carrington has this amazing little novel called The Hearing Trumpet. She's a she was a writer, too. Huh. And it's it's the story about this 90 year old woman who um, gets put into this home by her family. But it's like it's that reality fantasy mix it's that oh, wow. duality where you're kind of it's all interwoven and i just love that oh, stuff I got chills. so much i can't even stand it it's like it just it like lights me on fire i just love it so much the book there's a part in it that gets kind of freaky and weird and i'm like where is this going but it ends up it's just so weird and awesome and she like wrote it i'm not sure when but I just loved that there was this painter. She's also have, you know, she has a a series of small short stories that she wrote for her children. It's like, I just, sometimes I feel like I don't, I have to piece together my heroes because I do mm -hmm. too many things and I don't have this one person that I don't feel like I fit into. I'm just always in the between of things. Mm. fucking constantly it's like <laughs> i wish i could just be the slide in easy like hey that's me boom and i'm just it's never the case most but maybe of the time it's good that we're always evolving because i feel like no it is you know it's good it's, and it and we yeah. are I, I mean that's why we have more than one inspiration if we had one i think it'd be pretty yes. flatlined but once in a while we do find that person who kind of yeah. like she to me i was like oh you didn't fit in real you uh, you're doing a lot of things that you were probably told well you sh you're a painter you shouldn't uh -huh. do, be a novelist oh yeah and i just love those people that are like well i'm doing this now and i'm doing that and i'm doing that watch me i agree you know and I'm like, it gives me like, I'm like, okay, it's like gives you permission, like to not stick in your lane, oh like that gosh. stay in your lane saying, I just, I, <laughs> you stay in your lane. <laughs> what? I'm the, telling you what I've do. had a few people that have said things to me, limiting belief kind of things that were, one was some, my, someone I was married to at the time. And he said, um, mm. can't you just pick one thing? standing in my studio like which was full of and I was like hmm hmm someone I don't think we're on the same page <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
And then I, a particular <laughs> boss at High Point, at High Point, at, at um, Hallmark, who said, I mean, I knew you were creative, but I didn't think you were, you were going to be good at, or, you know, you had the background and the knowledge of all these things. And I was like, shit, like which line of my resume did you get stuck on? You know, it's like, if you're an entrepreneur or hello, if you're a human, you bring all sorts of things to the table. So you maybe you hired me to, because of my vision in this area, but that does like, if, if you've done any sort of your own business, you, I remember thinking I can get a 54 foot truck backed into the Atlanta loading dock as well. Like, so like, what else, what else, what do you need? Yeah. What it, yeah. We do what we need to do. I don't know. Do. Maybe, and- maybe they were having a hard time with your awesomeness. They couldn't oh. handle the jelly. They weren't ready for the jelly. <laughs> they couldn't handle it. Let's just stop there. <laughs> I think that's it. It's like, it's like almost like, it's like the awesomeness is too bright. It's like, oh. the ra- it's like, you're too radiant. It's like oh, my eyes hurt. Margo, I'm like, oh, stop, stop. No, I think right, I, I, just, my sunglasses. I think the problem was that I am not, I was not a conformist and, uh, yeah, I'm, and, and so I would kind of push, what about this? And what about that? And, and I learned, I learned, I'm very grateful. I'm very grateful for the opportunities there and what I learned, but I, I learned a lot about politics there. Very grateful. That's yes. no, I totally, I feel the same way. I really do. I'm not just saying that. I I just want to thank you so much. I would love to, I don't know, like maybe long talks with Sarah and Margo are are on both of our Patreon. (laughs) You're going to get sick of me though. You're like, oh wait, I got another long talk with Sarah. (laughs) I love them. I'm very inspired. And I feel like there's a lot of things that that we didn't touch on that we could because I think we're I we're aligned in our in what motivates and inspires us very much. Well, so. maybe I mean I would love to come back at some point. That I definitely awesome. think we sh- I should space it out. But I love that you had such a good time and I did too. And like you know, if there's like a super meaty, beefy topic that I'd be like, oh my god, this would be so fun to talk about with Margot. If you think of some, if something okay. comes up too, okay. th- and I haven't reached out, just be like, hey, I'm coming back. Let's do this okay. thing. But okay. first, we get the windowsill workshop. We get to sh- we get to hang out there. That'll I know. Be so fun. I'm so excited to like just honestly make something and like I I like that it's a designated time. Like I'm oh I know I know we're trying to wrap up, but I I thought of you because I got sucked into I wanted to like sign up for this Patreon workshop thingy. It was this Wednesday, and I was like. I'm going to do it. And I was emailing the person. I'm like, how long is this? Blah, blah, blah. And I thought, do I really need to do this? I'm, I'm, ex- I'm getting this where I want it. I think it's probably going to be at least two hours. What if I took that time and worked on my story ideas? Yes. And I like stopped myself and I was like, stop filling up your schedule, but you were uh-huh. committed to this. Why can't you pretend? Why can't you have this level of commitment? to the things that you've been wanting to work and work on that you, that keep getting away from you. I like, I like reserved, I like was all ready for it. And then I slid something else in there and I tricked myself and it freaking Uh, worked. And well, I didn't work yet. We'll see, (laughs) see how I am. uh, I'm checking in with you on Thursday. 
but I, it, it made me like, it made me stop short. I was like, oh my God, I was so willing to like schedule another meeting or do this thing. And I can, I'm not going to, I don't need it, but I'm going to like slide this other thing in there that I've been really wanting to do. So excellent. And I'm, I'm, I'm proud of you. I'm going to send you a couple of YouTube videos to watch on, on Patreon that okay. you, can, you can watch. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. As you're doing your work and you don't have to give up time. I love I that love you said it. yes to you. So you can join us. Say yes for, to you. That's say, a yes, say yes to you. Um, <laughs> for Sarah Walsh's windowsill workshop on February 18th, which is right now, mm-hmm. basically. So I know very, it'll be here before I know it. Very happy about that. Thank you, my friend. Thank you so much for having me. Oh my I gosh. Really I'm, you, I'm so inspired by you. I adore you. Yeah. I've, I've always, I'm just really glad to have this amount of time to talk to you. So thanks. I know it's kind of feels like a luxury, honestly. So mm-hmm. thank you. Uh, I feel like we talked about, I hope, I hope people get something out of it. Oh, where can people find you? I almost left that off. On Instagram. I am um, Sarah Walsh makes things. And then it'll all be in the show notes too. Um, my website, sarahwalshmakesthings.com. I try to keep it like the same. Yeah. And then Tiger Sheep, we didn't even go into that, but. And then for shopping, it's Tiger Sheep Friends. And then like, I need to update it, but I want to put like links to my books and things like that. I just, that stuff just is not fun. And I I, I don't want to do it, but I really need to. Well, we'll have them in the show notes too. So we'll, we'll Okay. Go. And I'll see you well, on I the hope 18th. you have a good rest of your day. You too. Thanks, dear one. Before you go, I just want to say a quick thanks for tuning in. I hope you found something useful to take away and something to make you think. For those of you listening in on Spotify, and I know there are many, you now have the cool option to show your love for Windowsill Chats quickly and easily. From the show page in the Spotify app, you can simply tap to rate it one to five stars. And of course, I'll really appreciate it too if you leave a review wherever you might be listening. See you next week, lovelies, and I hope it's a creative one.